Welcome to my final, but not totally final, Little House on the Prairie book review. Today, we're going to be talking about Laura Ingalls Wilder, The First Four Years. So this book came after the eight entries of the Little House on Prairie series. But this book in particular, she, and if you notice that it's shorter, it was, she wrote little concepts and little diary entries of her life post living with her parents and her sisters and she died. So she never got to put it all together and make one final book. So this book was put together by her for her by her daughter Rose and we get to see the first four years of a young marriage in the 1800s which is so awesome because it has such familiar and okay familiar and familiar are the same word right but you say them differently familiar and family based concepts that are still intact today which shows that the psychology of family, no matter what decade or century you're in, you're in, it has the same plot points and same energy. Like this book, I finished it yesterday. So this book showed me the what is marriage and what marriage is. <laughs> the same sentence, you just mess, you change one word and it changes the feeling of the sentence. But it showed me that marriage is um, sticking with one another through the happy, through the sad, through the dry, through the spring, through the winter. She showed me that in the 1800s, they viewed seasons. We have four seasons, right? They viewed the seasons as two. It was either winter season or it was spring season. Okay, never mind. They have a little bit of summer in there, so they have three. But... And it's the idea that in the winter you hibernate and in the spring you prepare your soil, you prepare and plant your seeds so that you have food to eat in the winter. And it showed me that, I, let me read you a passage that I read yesterday that was so cool and I think it captures the American spirit in one chapter, in one paragraph. Okay, it would be a fight to win out in this business of farming, but strangely she felt her spirit rising for the struggle. The incurable optimism of the farmer who throws his seeds on the ground every spring, betting it and his time against the elements, seemed inextricably. okay, I do not know that word, let me show it to you, I-N-E-X-T-R-E-L-Y to blend with the creed of his pioneer forefathers that it is better further on only instead of further on the space. It was further on time and over the horizon of the years ahead instead of the fat horizon for the West. 
okay so that was like a lot of words like i think she was like trying to sound too smart for herself but she was a teacher so she understood how to talk so okay but it's interesting the idea that the when the female decides to start having kids and start having a mother experience they put down everything else like their job so she wasn't she isn't working anymore she put that down to be a mother to be a housekeeper which is really interesting to like see because she was very independent and very young but remember she's only like 18 19 20 in this book so it's really interesting it's like you grow up really really fast because you die really really young oh well laura sighed summing up her idea of the situation and a saying of her ma's We'll always be farmers, for what is bred in the bone will come out in the flesh. That was an awesome way to end the whole entire series because it ties up her childhood experiences of the first eight books, bringing in her mother's philosophies, and now being able to understand your mother's philosophies because you are a mother yourself. That is so cool. I wonder how it felt for her to write that last page. I wonder if she knew that would be her last page she would be writing. If you knew you were living your last day or your last hour, how would you react to it? How would you live it? I guess that's the thing you never really know. But okay, let's start with the first chapters. The first chapter shows her settling into her house. The second chapter shows us the still the grace periods of being independent, being with your lover, and getting pregnant. How they found how she found out she was pregnant. Um, she said she got sick. She noticed morning sicknesses, and then out of nowhere she fainted out of nowhere, and she woke up with a baby in her hand. Like um. I'm pretty sure that's like how they found out, women found out they were pregnant and how, I wonder if they knew, doctors knew if it was a female or a male or intuitively you knew what child you were given to. She was, when she told, wait, how did she find a name out? She was on her buggy rides on the horses with her husband. The nickname she gave him was Manly. His name was Almanzo. And they were going through the orchards and the flowers, all the violets, all the roses, and they were picking names. And she knew the name Rose. She was like, I'm giving her the name Rose. So she knew it was a it was a, gonna be a girl. I wonder if Everybody back then knew and followed their own intuition of what their body and their heart and their soul was saying because there was no outside sources. Literally, like, people live 15 miles apart to intervene with what you feel and what you think. So you just went on intuition. She knew it was going to be a girl and she knew, she was like, the name Rose, that's her name. I wonder if our parents, we should ask them, like, how they picked our name. And if they knew while we were in utero that we were going to be a male energy or a female energy. 
Because you have to, right? Because it's inside your body. It's so crazy to be a woman, right? <laughs> I would know. <laughs> but I loved reading these books because it let me read from a female's perspective from... five-year-old to 20-year-old that how a female thought in the 1800s and if you were to write in your diary today you don't know it but you are writing based upon the century you are in and all the minuscule stories or the mundaneness of your life is so cool and so important in 200 years from now i know it sucks we're not gonna be alive to like see the impact but from 200 years from now, those little minuscule mundane stories we have will be considered old, vintage, groundbreaking, independent, sweet memories. That's what I really enjoyed about reading about a girl's perspective in the 1800s. It puts my perspective into perspective. It's weird how you can use the same word so many different ways, right? And skipping to the end, um, her house burned down because I think she left hay's, hay close to the stove and it burned down their whole first house. I think that story, yes, it's an event, but I think it symbolizes the hardship of marriage and the hardship of living life on your own. On your own fruition is what does a house symbolize house symbolizes your home base your security your privacy and for it to burn down just speaks bigger volumes but it also shows you what you do after it how resilient you are how strong you are and how you don't need that much to live your life because they had a their house burned down so they had to go build a smaller shanty and live in it and everything burned down but there was one thing that did it and that was a plate that they bought for their first christmas together and that could symbolize you don't need the house to be home oh my god it's so beautiful huh? i would love to go to the museum to visit the Little House on the Prairie, Constructions. I wonder if Laura still hangs out there. I wanna go meet her. I would recommend this whole entire series. And when you're ready for this book, read it when you're ready. Cause I couldn't have read this before reading the other ones. It's just a perfect ending. And now I get to read her daughter's stories, Rose. She has a bunch of, she has a collection of stories too that she saw her mother. So she was like an observer of a writer and to be observing a writer, you don't know it, but you're playing a part in their story while you're writing your own story. Really weird. Everybody's a writer, right? If you turn your phone on, everybody's a YouTuber. If you turn on a car everybody's a driver like i don't know but i recommend reading about 
lives and teenage lives before your own life so you understand that they had to live their teenage lives so that you can live your own teenage life pretty cool right well i'll see you in the prairie lands peace out from me and laura and gals widener